Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and requests that the Avengers stop destroying cities for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode, we are covering Captain America Civil War Part 1. Original premiere date, May 6th, 2016. And as a review of what happens in part one of the movie, this is from the beginning of the movie all the way to the end of the freeway chase with uh, Cap, Bucky, and Black Panther. Normally we have a, a better uh, description of what happens, but someone forgot to write it. it and that someone Tony. would be you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's you, been you even forgot that Sam was in the freeway chase. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change a note later. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, God. Tony, I was looking at this. The last time we did a movie was April of 2019. Yes. What, what is When is this dropping? Uh, this is dropping, I want to say, late March. It's December for us, uh, listeners. Yeah. So. Specifically, it's December 16th, 2019. So we're doing on the appropriate day for the podcast, for this episode of the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's been almost a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Um let's see. The last time we did an Avengers type movie, we just went on for a very long time. So I think we should just jump into it since we're talking about Avengers two point five. Yep. Alright, sounds good. So uh basically scene by scene kinda thing, since they're a lot more standalone. A lot harder to to group things together like we do with the T V shows. So mm. all right. anyway, into this. The movie starts in 1991, and we see the Winter Soldier pulled out of stasis and sent to kill Tony Stark's parents. <gasps> Spoiler alert. We don't find that out until the end of the third movie, or third section. Oh, yeah. That's right. Eh. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure people have seen this movie, Tony. If they're yeah, listening to this I... podcast, they're not doing it in thirds. Yeah, and it, and it goes with our spoiler thing. We can spoil all the movies that have come out on Blu-ray. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> it's always it's always good to remind ourselves about that too, because you know I forget. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, we hear for the first time the uh, code word, the trigger words that power up the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I like how you say it that way. That power him up because yeah, that, that's basically what it looks like. Once he like goes into that mode, he's like ah, scream, scream, now I'm yep. winter. <laughs> um, so very famously, um, one of the words is homecoming, which everyone thought <laughs> it would connect to Spider-Man Homecoming. It didn't. But I wrote down the rest of the words. I think we should probably try to connect them to other Marvel movies. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Let's uh, do these one at a time. All right. What were they? Uh, longing. Longing. I would connect that to Thor The Dark World because Thor is longing for um, Jane Foster. Okay. Or that's... Cap mm. is longing for Peggy mm. in, uh, in Endgame, and that's a future movie from here. That's true. Also done by the Russo brothers. Yep, it's connected. It's yeah. all connected. Okay. All right. I'll take the next um, one. What's the What's okay. the next word? Rusted. Rusted. Um, hmm. We're linking this to a movie, so mm -hmm. something that is rusted. 
Everything I'm thinking of is something that's metal that's not rusted. Damn. Um, uh, well, if we're going to keep linking things to Endgame, then, you know, by the end of that movie, Captain America is basically rusted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. Okay. I'll take the next one. 17. Um. Well, I mean, the go-to would be Spider-Man. How old is he in uh, Far From Home? <laughs> I For some reason, I thought he was still 16. Maybe he is 17 at that point. I don't remember. Um, um, wait, what, wait, what number movie is this in the MCU? This is 13. Oh, okay. All right. So what's the 17th Marvel movie? Because <laughs> uh, 14 is strange. 15 is Guardians 2. Right? That sounds about right. And then I was Homecoming after that? Yeah, I think Homecoming was 16. Then with, uh, yeah, Black Panther was seven. No, Thor Ragnarok was 17. And then Black Panther. Okay. So So Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yes. 17. All right. I've got, or I already have one for the next one because I don't know what the next thing, who has the next one. Daybreak. Has to go with Blade. He's a daywalker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then Furnace. 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 You know, Tony, whenever we do things where we need to think of stuff on the spot, I, I yeah. you, you really should give me a heads up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really should. <laughs> so I'm so bad at this. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So Furnace, if we're just linking that to... Um, any movie um probably either the hulk or was mm-hmm. it was it the incredible hulk or just the hulk I, I can't remember the full title the incredible hulk is the mcu one okay hulk the incredible is the hulk. other one yeah. all right because he has a burning rage um or it's okay. thor ragnarok because at the end uh everything just burns down yeah. Well, I was I was also thinking Iron Man one because he builds the first um, armor probably in a type of furnace. He melts the metal and stuff. Okay. Maybe yeah, that, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The next one is benign. Benign. Hmm. Um. Who is the most benign? I mean, Spider Man is like the most benign Avenger. <laughs> the only one who doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, we or, we do see him go into was it insta kill mode in yeah. uh, Endgame, but yeah. yeah, maybe maybe uh, Miss Marvel because that's uh, Disney Plus shows coming up eventually. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, anything on Disney Plus we can assume is going to be pretty um, bland. I guess I no, or uh, I don't more, think so. More family I mean, friendly. I w- yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't call all the getting cut in half by doors in the Mandalorian family friendly. I I guess that's true. Although I just say I just say Miss Marvel because she's a teenager girl, so she probably doesn't murder as much. I guess okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next one's Homecoming, which Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. Then one, the number one. Well, Captain America is the first Avenger. So okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. and then the final one is freight car. Um, let's see. Oh, 
Avengers Age of Ultron because they're on that train, the runaway train. It's not a freight car, it's a passenger car, but I don't care. I, <laughs> I was just about to ask that, if, if it was a, that. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll take it, because, you know, a train... Oh, wait, no. Um, that's how Bucky, quote-unquote, died in Captain America the First Adventure, right? He was on uh, a freight car, on a, on a train. He was, you're right. Oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. All right, good job. We did it. Yeah. Yay. Don't worry, this episode won't go long, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get better. Um... I really don't have much around this. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, you know what? No, I'll, I'll go with this because I wasn't sure where I was going to talk about this. So we know that in this scene, we see it's, it's Howard Stark. And I always forget Tony's mom's name. Maria? Maria Stark? Maria Stark, yes. Okay, yeah. So it's the two of them. I, I mean, Stark is... I, I mean, I don't know exactly his affiliation with S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point and other uh, government agencies as far as military stuff. But... Mm-hmm. How does he have no security around him? I mean, even Iron Man has a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. Or he doesn't have, like, a cool shieldy car. Because um, in the scene in Ant-Man, that was, what, 89? I want to say it was 1989. Yeah, it was 89. Yep. <laughs> so this is two years later. He's probably still associated with S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, especially because we see he's, like, transporting some blue goo stuff. That's uh, that's actually blood samples. Steve, uh, Steve Rogers' blood samples taken by Peggy in the first Avenger. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I completely missed that. Do they say that in the movie or, or no? No, but um, he is sent to get uh, the blood samples. They say that in the movie, in the subtitles in this scene. And then they use it to make super soldiers. So I'm assuming it's Cap's blood. Okay, that that does make a lot of sense. Um, and you know there was that scene or that one episode in uh, Peggy in uh, Agent Carter, um, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what that blood looked like. Was it blue or? No, I think the bags are just blue. Oh, okay. I think I think the blood is red. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but you were saying that uh, we see the death of Marie and Howard? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know why they have no security or supercars or anything really on them. Yeah, I mean, some sort of protection. Like, this this feels like they just got lazy. Yeah, they could have flown to Washington, D.C. because I'm sure they have access to flying cars. I mean, he invented them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I mean, uh, he... At a minimum, like, even if, let's say, he's no longer associated with S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I mean, he's he's got some enemies, right? So, yeah. I, all right. I feel like we've made the case for Stark, just a uh, senior moment, I guess, is what we're going with. That... <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I forgot about my supercar. I'll take my regular one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we all forget. I'm sure, yeah. I, I'm sure I would if I had a supercar. I would just take the regular one every so often. Yep, yep. It probably gets better yep. gas on mileage. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. All right. Eleven minutes in, done with the first scene. Oh yeah. All right. <clears throat> 
The Avengers, a group of vigilantes who intervene in international matters without oversight, are on a mission in Lagos going after Crossbones, a.k.a. Rumlow. You know, that Hydra guy from the last Captain America movie? Anyway, they find out Crossbones is after a biological weapon. After killing a seemingly endless horde of goons, the Avengers get the biological weapon back and safe. Crossbones attempts to blow himself up along with Captain America, but Scarlet Witch is there to send him away. Unfortunately, this also sends him into the sky and blows up part of a building, building killing civilians. All right, I'm going to start off, just to get him out of the way, with uh, Superhero Landings number 45 and 46. Oh god, it's been so long. I forgot about Superhero I... Landings. It has been a while. Um, don't worry. I think this uh, episode, uh, this movie, not this particular episode, but this movie breaks our record for the most superhero landings in a TV sh- or in a show. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, number 45 is by Falcon, Sam Wilson. He does this cool spin kick and kicks two guys at once and lands in a superhero landing. Oh, yeah. That and, move was sweet. Yeah. And then um, a few seconds later... Uh, Wanda flies over Sam uh, using her force field to protect her and does a superhero landing on the ground. So, Mm -hmm. two superhero landings so far. (laughs) All right. Now we can get into the business is done with. Now we can get into the cool conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I, I like how... And I, all right, so I, I forget, and I, I should have done the math on this beforehand, but how long has it been since the end of Age of Ultron? I mean, as far as the years go, was this one or two years after? Age this of is one year. That was 2015. So okay. One year it. later. All right. So it seems that Wanda is still kind of being trained slash tested by the team, right? Because that, mm-hmm. that kind of starts out and she's being quizzed by Cap and uh, Black Widow and, and all that. Um, and she's very reliant on her powers still, it seems. So, yeah. um, like, do, do they not go on a lot of missions or is she just like kind of slow picking this up? Then again, I've never been through this kind of training, so I have no idea how long it takes for that to become a second nature thing. Well, I feel like she's overconfident, uh, because she's like, they're telling her all where to look and what this or that means, but she's like, she does have power, so it doesn't matter. At least that's what she's, she says. Like You guys are aware I have powers. <laughs> that's um, true. She says she can move things with her mind. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she is... Well, she definitely, as we see at the end of this section, um, she is the most dangerous Avenger because we look at the four new Avengers at the end of, the, um, of Age of Ultron was Falcon and War Machine, who both have military experience. Mm-hmm. The Vision, who is a computer, so it can at least make logical choices. And then Wanda, who is probably the most powerful and the least trained. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, she's, at the time, she was still fairly new to her powers, too, right? Because, like, she at the beginning of Age of Ultron, the twins were untested. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, at least she. mm -hmm, Within the past year, she's new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because at the end of Winter Soldier. She she and uh, Quicksilver look messed up when she destroys the blocks. Remember the post credit scene? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what you remember. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They were definitely crazy looking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, so moving on, the uh, I mean the fight scene super awesome, mm-hmm. um, and I really want to call out like 
you know, we, we see these heroes and the, God, the thing that I love about the Avengers stuff is that, or like the Avengers movies specifically is that it's, you know, the, the combat stuff is, you know, it's on a different level than what we see in agents of shield, daredevil, all that stuff. Yeah. And then we, you know, we, cause as far as, you know, you, you see these people, they're effectively gods kind of thing, right? You know, you've got mm-hmm. captain America, you've got Scarlet witch, um, and then you've got Black Widow, who takes out six people with no powers and no special equipment. Yeah. And um, holy crap. Yeah. Not even uh, May can do that. That yeah. fast. I mean, she is she is the best. This is why she's the only... Well, yeah, she, I mean... Uh, super bows and arrows notwithstanding, she's the only regular person on the Avengers... Um, yeah, I feel like she needs a shield. Everyone else has a shield, at least in this crew. Either a force field shield, a vibranium shield, or wings as a shield. And she's just out there, shieldless. I mean, apparently she doesn't need it. Like, uh, yeah. if she, I get the feeling if she needs a shield, she'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you know she does. She has used cap shield before. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're talking about Natasha. I did get a little worried the first time I saw this movie because her fight scene and her running through is very shaky cammy, which uh-huh. is some is a pet peeve of mine. I hate shaky cam. Can't even watch the Bourne movies because oh, okay. the shaky cam. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I'm glad it didn't like it wasn't the style they used throughout the whole movie, first of all. But also it's, it has a practical reason is uh, she was actually pregnant during these scenes. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was partially the show um to blur her pregnancy and to sh- to blur that the stunt doubles doing a lot more work in this than usual. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised like how much she um like how much of the action she would she would still be doing. Like I I guess yeah. I'm I'm not sure which parts of the scene are her versus a stunt double because I know they all mm-hmm. do have stunt doubles. Um Yeah. But Except okay. for Chris Evans, who actually can kick a car so hard it moves. That's not even special effects. That's just him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. Because I remember, um, oh, what was it? It was uh, uh, Wonder Woman, where Gal Gadot, Godot? Gal Gadot? Gadot. It's Gadot, actually. Ah, I always forget. All right. Anyway, because um, she was like pregnant throughout the filming of the first wonder woman movie, movie right same well, she, i didn't i did not know that but i heard maybe. she was i mean i don't know i, I know what... less about those movies than these movies so i would okay. believe it <laughs> <laughs> all right so i mean it makes sense i'm just like now I'm, in my mind i'm just like wondering like how much of that was was the you know the, the actor versus the stunt double so eh, yeah all right cool yeah um let's see one thing about sam i want to talk about is okay. red wing his, <laughs> his little drone yeah um i i like it and i like how he tries to get uh, natasha to thank red wing she won't because she's no fun um <laughs> but i wish they used what they did in the comics in the comics one of falcon's powers is the ability to talk to falcons and Red Wing is an actual Falcon who is his sidekick. 
oh yeah that would be cool but (laughs) completely changes what they did in uh in the winter soldier (laughs) oh yeah it's true but uh yeah i mean that that would be cool like hell i mean they don't even have to say it's an actual power they could just say it's something cool with the suit or or he is also a falconer you know somebody trains falcons so he just trains (laughs) red wing to do stuff because he's got so much spare time being an avenger now oh yeah what's he gonna do go out and see a movie no apparently he doesn't have to drive out there because they have a a theater in the avengers training facility whatever that place is called do they uh i i don't know if they do so later in the movie when tony stark was talking about like all the amenities that are there he said something that i think i interpreted it as a theater um maybe it's not like a theater that you get the latest movies but like uh, i think he said screening room okay yeah i mean why wouldn't you if you were tony stark you would definitely give him a screening room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all that time he saves on driving uh, an hour to get to civilization from the mm-hmm. Avengers uh, facility. <laughs> yeah, he, he just trains a falcon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, I'm sure they're just um, out there in the wild, too. He just finds one. Yeah, they're in upstate New York. I'm sure there are falcons everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we get, uh, crossbones in this, and I like how they used it, like, they used them as a red herring. I'm sure paparazzi caught that, um, the guy who plays Rumlow, I can't remember his name, Frank Grillo, Frank Grillo Uh was on set, so people assumed that, because in the comics, Frank Grillo kills Captain America at the end of Civil War. So I think it's a good... Yeah, red herring showing that everyone's going to assume that Cap dies at the end of this. This especially being the third, the final Captain America movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. he, he, I like his scarring. He looks messed up, unlike other people who get messed up in movies and TV and are horribly scarred, but then they have one little line across their face and turn into <laughs> super villains to kill the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I was wondering oh, if that's sorry. what you were referencing. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually referencing two things, but I can't spoil the other one. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I was thinking about it, and I I don't remember exactly what the trailers for were like for this movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like I remember seeing Crossbones in it a good amount, given that he's really only in the one scene. So I feel like they kind of, like, like made it seem like it like it was going to be crossbones heavy in the movie, so really surprising when he dies in the you know scene number two. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. Is the um is the inciting incident of this movie uh in this section? Explosions. Oh um, y- yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. I like that um, the explosion, the uh, what Wanda does, saving Cap but destroying that building. Uh-huh. I, I feel it's really believable for a character, an inexperienced character with that power, to make that mistake. 
it's not like a character being stupid or something happening that they've done a million times before but this time it for some reason that matters it's like yeah she just didn't think and it's a real simple mistake and if if hawkeye made a simple mistake like that oh no someone gets a scratch on their shoulder but when wanda with her powers makes a mistake like that it kills hundreds of people oh yeah yeah exactly and it, it you know just like you saying you know with it fitting this character like I feel like they were kind of leading us into it a little bit, given at the beginning of the scene, she was still being trained. Like, hey, you need to be more careful. Watch out. And then, uh, well, to be fair, Cap was the one who wasn't watching out. Um, his crossbones mentioned Bucky, and that's yeah. his weakness. Um, <laughs> you know, Superman has kryptonite, Batman has bullets to the head, and <laughs> Cap has Bucky. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um... I've never heard that for Batman, but you're completely accurate. <laughs> it's true. If it ever happens, so, you know, yeah. So to be much fair, that... it's the same for Black Widow. And Captain America. <laughs> if he I gets a bullet to his head. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. We don't know what his helmet is made out of. I don't think vibranium. That it looks pretty is... leathery to me. Leather yeah, that... or pleather. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And considering how beat up we see his helmet at the end of uh, Endgame, there, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely not vibranium. Well, also, but Thanos can cut through vibranium because he destroys the shield. Yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> all right, we're twenty five minutes in and we're still on this scene, so maybe we should. Well, before we move on, I did have one thing, one other thing I wanted to bring up oh, yeah. about this scene. Um, so you know, these are the Avengers doing an Avengers mission. Um, why are we missing two of them, Vision and Rhodey? Hmm. I can understand Rhodey. Maybe he's still associated with the Army. Or Air Force. He was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's on a mission for them. Vision, I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, th- I-, I was just kind of bringing this up as a what happened to them but like i, I don't have a, any real answer I'll, I'll take anything really you can just kind of one-liner whatever why they're not there you know just like you said with roadie hell maybe roadie and vision are both on a mission together doing something else adventures related so yeah mm-hmm. or i mean it could possibly be that vision hasn't figured out how to camouflage himself like a human yet like he does in uh infinity war doesn't he do it later in this oh no you're right he 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 has clothes but he doesn't have human face. Yeah. So, okay. and they are kind of undercover waiting for Remlo and stuff. So that'd be a giveaway. Yeah, I guess that's true. But they yeah. also both fly really fast. I feel like they can just make it there. Like they can just call them <laughs> He could be standing in. next to Cap. Because Cap's in full uniform just in a building. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, and it's not like he's, you know, wearing camouflage or anything, trying to blend into the cityscape. He's in very bright blue. Yes. He's he's wearing, you know, the American flag on his shield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next scene. <clears throat> all right. Tony Stark presents at MIT and funds the projects for all students. He later gets stopped by a woman whose son died at Sokovia during Age of Ultron. She blames the vigilante Avengers for intervening in international matters without oversight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't want to talk too much about Barf, 
<laughs> other than the de-aging looks really good until they put young um, Robert Downey Jr. like right up to the camera and it falls <laughs> apart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, man, that actually looks really good. Oh, oh yeah, all right. You can um, only do so much. But Although it does remind me of uh, Tron Legacy. Did you ever see, see that? Nope. I uh, want to asterisk, but yeah. yeah, fair. Um, in Tron Legacy, they have young Jeff Bridges. That's the right one, not Jeff Daniels. Young uh-huh. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> um, but he is like a computer copy of Jeff Bridges, and that's why he's young. So it makes sense that he looks like crappy CG Jeff Bridges. This one, it makes sense that it's crappy CG Robert Downey Jr. Because it is literally a CG Robert Downey Jr. It's a hologram. Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. accept it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's not like they were trying to, like, make the actual... It's not like they were saying, oh, this is like a recording from, you know, 20 years ago or something. It was like an actual, like, made-up thing with with all those sensors. But yeah. It would it would actually be better if they kind of CG smoothed his mother and father, so they look a little CG ish. So everyone's just a little off. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I know you didn't want to talk much about Barf, but I am going to bring up one thing about it. Okay. Um. So Stark says six hundred and eleven million for his experiment. He kind of refers to it mm-hmm. as his. Um. How much did he actually work on this? Like. Because he, he kind of makes it seem like yeah. he had a, a, a big part of this. Is this one of those, you know, owner of the company basically saying, yeah, I have a big part of it? Or did he, or do you think he actually had some input on the design, how this works and all that? Because he also refers to it as my, uh, quote, therapy experiment, I think is what he says. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, probably, you're, you're using this in context uh, far from home with... Uh... Yes. Mysterio, but, I, mean, I can't remember his name. But, <laughs> uh, Quentin Beck, yeah. Quentin but even Beck, if yeah. we were to ignore that, like, you know, just, like, there's there's no way Stark does literally everything for the company. So that that's where I'm yeah, curious. Sure. Like, I think I even brought this up in Iron Man 2 when he's in the, the courtroom and he's, like, using his phone to do magic stuff on the TV. He, like, hacks into mm-hmm. it. Like, how much of that is him is Stark versus Stark Industries, right? Like, what's, what's the yeah. line there? Well, before Far From Home, I would think, yes, maybe Tony did work on this, because we know how many suits he built in that, before Iron Man 3. And that's 100% Tony Stark. That um, is true. He's Yeah, he's been very clear on that one. Yeah, but I think... Um, I, it's definitely Quentin Beck's group's holograms. And I think the fact that he's using it for psychology, like... I guess closure experiment, like psychological closure experiment, was his idea to bring maybe memories into it to hologram your memories, mm-hmm. or holographically destroy your memories. So I think it's the psychological part is Tony's idea, and the holograms, which he's taking credit for, is Quentin Beck and then whoever is on Beck's team. Okay, yeah, that works for me. At a minimum, I'm sure Tony Stark's name is on all the patents as a uh, oh yeah co-inventor. oh 100 <laughs> percent yeah it's one of those things that everything you build here belongs to Stark Industries oh yeah yeah well uh, no I, I mean like even the like the people the employees who who do that like their names go on it like you know they get the the credit and all that stuff but like 
if Stark did nothing, would his name still be on the patent? That I I don't know. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm sure he would want his name on it because that's just his character. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, right. ha- this brings into the question, and this is a question I maybe thought of, but I don't think I've said. How rich exactly is Tony Stark? God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because fully funding all of their projects, I mean, it's got to be at least a billion. <laughs> like fully funding, probably, they said no strings attached, no taxes, anything like that. Which means he's probably taking care of the taxes and whatnot. That's true, yeah. I mean, MIT, they're probably doing crazy science stuff that yeah. need, like, the expensive equipment. Like, they, they yeah. might need to buy new machines. Like, that'll add up fast. Yeah. Huh. I got, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those things, like, I'm really curious about. Um, you know, when we see the first, uh, the Avengers movie, um, he's talking about being the only name in clean energy. So I'm sure that's, mm-hmm. like, a big business to him, right? It, it, especially if it takes a couple of years for competitors to make it as technologically advanced as his stuff. So yeah. I'm sure that's a big, big boom right there. Because, um, I mean, remember, he doesn't own Stark Industries, or he's not the CEO of Stark Industries anymore. Pepper is. That's true. Um, I, I guess that, the ne- <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, not that legally he could use Stark Industries as like his personal piggy bank, because that's a whole embezzlement thing because he's the board of dire- there's a board of directors and everything that they get into iron man one yeah that's, that's true yeah well uh i guess here's our next question is he still a part of stark industries is this a different or does he have multiple businesses because that's a thing that can happen hell you look at elon mm-hmm. musk and you know he has tesla he had solar city but then that merged with tesla but you know th- those are two, two separate yeah. companies for a long time then there was all the other stuff so yeah i I don't know. Not, not that we've ever heard of any more any other Stark stuff. Doesn't mean there isn't any. Yeah, I mean, he, he talks about different foundations, but I mean, I'm sure. And then I guess there's that's the next question: Is he funding this foundation completely himself, or has he convinced other rich people to join him? Yeah, I mean, it could be also Pepper, who has her own money. She's a CEO of Stark Industries, and then they are trying to introduce her at the end, but she apparently is mad at Tony and didn't want to come. So maybe it's uh-huh. part of her money too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying that he funds all the student projects. So Tony just funded a lot of future villains uh, projects. <laughs> Only if they don't get um, screwed over in the slightest way possible. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, they're all going to go after Spider-Man. Because all Tony Stark did was create Spider-Man villains. <laughs> he needs to fund the next set of movies <laughs> it's true he just funded phase fours five and six all in this scene <laughs> perfect we don't have to worry for a while we're good yep. <laughs> plenty of movies and some disney plus things maybe even some comics too i mean yeah you know like that take place in the mcu yeah although i don't really count those at all that's why we really cover them here much, yeah. mm-hmm. It's also hard to to cover those in a podcast, I guess. In a sense, nah, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot yeah. of comic book podcasts. Yeah. I listen to par- comic book podcasts. It's it's as easy as this. Oh, okay. It's pretty That's simple, cool. but right. we're not going to do it. 
<laughs> That's good. Just for simplicity. All right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so I guess we can leave this part of the scene and we can go off to when uh, Miss Spencer finds uh, Stark as he is trying to get into an elevator and she mm-hmm. tells him about the death of her son and uh, kind of blames him, basically. Yeah. Um, this pissed me off because they could have used, after Woodard, wonderful actress, mm-hmm. they could have used any other actress and not the one who's in Luke Cage. <laughs> Because she's already been cast at this point, and like in the trailers, because at this point I remember knowing that she was going to be in Luke Cage, hoping that somehow it connects, and hey, it's just the same character, because I knew nothing about her character in Luke Cage. Yeah. It's not. Uh-huh. It's definitely not. It's oh. like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, I know where you're getting at with that. Like, eh, I can live with it. It's one scene. Yeah. But, but she's so yeah. pivotal. It's not like just a background character. It's not like uh the guy who played Sousa and that random cop in Captain America or not Captain America in the Avengers the scene with Captain America that's true yeah yeah like she no. she actually matters she's like she yeah. sets Stark's mindset for the rest of the film essentially mhm mhm yeah that's um, true yeah but Stark Stark's really I don't know He's very, I wouldn't say gullible is not the right word, but he's very impressionable. Someone gets mad at him and then he totally changes his opinion. Yeah, he definitely needs to slow down a little bit and kind of think through things a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this whole movie. It's just Tony <laughs> reacting. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Oh, even the end scene right there. Um, so, out of curiosity, do you think that miss spencer here i think that's the character's name i wrote down Mm -hmm. that her son's last name was spencer uh but do you think that she's basically foreshadowing zemo essentially for the rest of the movie you know lost a family member at sokovia and blames avengers yeah i mean i didn't make that connection but that totally makes sense i mean a lot of people have lost their family to superhero stuff we see then jessica jones and we see that in um, in Agents of Shield, the movement against superpowered people. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's finally made its way into the movies. The uh, the fact that some people dislike uh, the heroes. Yeah, and to be fair, this isn't far removed from the TV shows and movies. It's just it takes us so long to cover Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Let's yeah. see. Uh, season one of Jessica Jones came out in, I want to say, in a November. And so then this movie in May. Yeah, it's only six months yeah, out. Yeah, it's about six months. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. All right, Tony. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't have much else for the scene. You ready to move on or do you have anything? Yeah, let's go. All right. <clears throat> one month after the events in Lagos, the Avengers are still feeling bad about what happened there. Secretary Ross and Stark arrive to blame the Avengers for the events of the past movies and tell them all about the Sokovia Accords, which would bar vigilantes from intervening in international matters without oversight. He wants them to sign the Sokovia Accords in three days along with other members of the UN. Where did you get one month? Uh, It says so. Uh, It says in the... Um, I want to say in the the TV news broadcast that they were watching, they they oh. said one month ago. It it was something there, but it was definitely one. Oh, okay, month. Yeah. good. That makes a lot more sense because I had a note saying, "Wow, they created these Sokovia Accords really quickly." 
I thought this was so, maybe like two days later. So that's one of the big complaints that I've had about this movie is that it makes it feel like this stuff is super fast. But it wasn't until I watched it this time that I realized it was a month apart. And that actually really alleviates a lot of my dislike or a lot of the things that I don't like about this movie. Because mm-hmm. that like, yeah, like you said, it really felt like it was immediate, uh, especially because they all still feel like crap. Like, I feel like after a month, they'll still feel bad, but less bad than what we see in this scene. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, in the TV scene, we see King T'Chaka for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, originally from Fantastic Four, number 53, back in 1966. And we'll talk about him a lot more in Black Panther. All right. <laughs> and a little it's... bit more in this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. In however many years that is. <laughs> Don't want to do the math. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, so... Uh, we also find out that 11 Wakandans died in that. Uh, we don't actually get a number of how many people in total died, oh, but yeah. considering you know, the size of the explosion and 11 people were from Wakanda, there's, there's probably a good number more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's lucky that the, Wakanda didn't just close up their borders and say, nope, we tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, considering that's kind of their normal thing. Uh, yeah yeah uh, i mean they they do kind of want some uh some action right like they're, they're they're doing the smart thing they're not just saying nah we're done 11 people died for no reason we're out <laughs> it's true <laughs> i mean we see why they're out they're doing outreach now which i think we'll talk about in that scene yeah that, yeah. that sounds good okay yeah um I like, because Steve and Wanda are both blaming themselves. As you know, it is Wanda actually did the deed, and Steve is the, maybe, we could call her her SO, probably. The person That's trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But I like Steve's uh, saying, is like, uh, we try to save as many people as we can. Um, it really makes sense with uh steve versus tony's arguments in this because steve understands collateral damage and the cost of being a soldier and you can't save everybody when tony thinks you should be able to save everybody and i mean it's noble to say nobody is uh we can't sacrifice anybody but it's also not realistic yeah exactly i mean um, something reminded me today of the trolley car problem, um, and I'm really curious what Cap and Stark would say as their answers and the reasoning for that. So, um, I, I think it was, the, that problem, or I just wanted to make the, sure. Is it um, killing one person to save a bunch of people on the track? Yep, that's basically like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I think it's, the cool thing about their arcs is I think in Cap's first movie. He would be the person to try to save everybody. Or um he would he would refuse to kill the one person to save the many people. Where yeah. now he would kill that one person to save many. And Tony's the other way. Tony see would start off saying the pure numbers game was yes, I'll kill that one guy to kill all to save all the other people. 
but now he if he personally has to kill somebody he can't do it because he sees the cost or like the emotional cost on him yeah that's interesting um i i didn't think about it that way because i mean hell we see him kill quite a few people or we see stark at least um you know yeah. they're they're all bad pretty much but uh, uh i was i was thinking about iron man one again um a while ago for some reason i don't remember what reminded me but that first movie like he kind of has no problem killing uh some people <laughs> and um kind of the same thing in uh avengers age of ultron right at the beginning when they're storming that hydra castle uh he's just killing some hydra people like no issues with that uh but then again you know that he has no problem with the no-name characters i guess so yeah i mean but when he goes in the castle he doesn't he shoots everyone in the leg remember he goes good talk and the guy goes no it wasn't (laughs) he's getting softer at that point okay i did completely forget about that you're right I think the thing is um, Coulson's death softened him a lot because it's the first time he lost somebody. Yeah, that is true. In combat, at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, he did kill a lot of people in Iron Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but that but was a Christmas rage movie. Yes. I need... <laughs> this is true. Yep. Uh, Nothing so, says Christmas um, like murder anyway yep. <laughs> yeah exactly uh and suddenly the uh weird l song about santa going crazy is uh stuck in my head uh, so um secretary ross is there and he's talking about the sokovia accords and he hasn't seen that... him since 2008 <laughs> oh wow you're right we've, we've only seen him in in the in- incredible Hulk movie, Hulk. Huh? Yeah. yep okay anyway. cool <laughs> all right uh, I, I mean i do really like that they brought a character back that is that is nice you know someone he was a general and like he's now he's yeah. more political kind of thing i assume that's more of a like he probably had to i have no idea what you have to do to become secretary of... i mean it's political you gotta be nominated by the president and i would bet his interactions with the hulk probably was a great selling point in him becoming secretary of state because he knows at least some superpowered or experience <laughs> with superpowered people. That's true. He probably had more other experience too, outside of just what we saw in the one movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the Ecovia Accords have already been approved by 117 countries of yep. within the UN. Um, and I, I had to look this up. There are 193 countries that are part of the UN. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's still a, a giant number i didn't do the math on the percentage but it's eh, over over half yeah (laughs) exactly also just looking at this roughly 197 countries exist but that's like harder to figure out because of how things work with sovereign nations Mm -hmm. anyway but just just want to throw that out there yeah um you'd think they would have informed the avengers earlier about this happening yeah and and that's one of my big complaints about this movie like it, it feels like they're just told and then it's like hey here's this thing that exists in three days they're gonna sign you should probably go yeah like i, I feel like either they would have known like i know that this is an easy way to introduce this concept to the audience but eh. although they could have informed Tony, and Tony elected not to tell the other Avengers. 
Because Tony already knows about it. He already made up his decision, his mind. That's true. He did travel there with Secretary Ross, or yeah. they arrived at the same time, and it just and they know awkward. each other. I mean, in the post-credit scene to Incredible Hulk, they have a relationship. That's true. Yeah, they're talking about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know. <clears throat> so, I mean, this this is one of those things where, like, like. The Avengers themselves, right? And we see at the end of Age of Ultron when they're first at this new facility. You know, there's um, Nick Fury is there. There's a ton of uh, military type people around doing military stuff like training, right? Drills and all that. And mm-hmm. uh, now we see it. It's it's just the Avengers. There's probably like a skeleton crew of, of other people oh, yeah. around. But it's like, true. what what do they do? What do they know? Like. Who does all a lot of the recon? Because I mean, there's no way they're the only people doing the job, right? There, there has to be other people doing stuff. So one of the questions that I really have with this is, where does that funding come from? Because, I mean, yeah, I, does Tony start bankroll the entire thing? Yeah, and, and I feel like that's what they're kind of hinting at—that it's all Stark just doing this, but. Yeah, I mean, he says it in Age of Ultron. It's just, uh, um, he he's talking about Cap. It's like, he's in charge. I just build everything and pay for everything. And I can't remember the third thing. Make everything but look cool. But he says, cool. yeah, make everything look cool. <laughs> but yeah, he he says he he pays for everything. Yeah, okay. So the, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because, you know, when, you, when it gets to the, the concept of the Sokovia Accords, you know, basically trying to rein in what the adventures can or cannot do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder, you know, cause money plays a big part in this kind of thing too, right? Like, are they going to start funding this? Are they going to fund it more? Uh, you know, that kind of stuff too. And I feel like that's something that would be nice to know in the Sokovia court. Like a part of me wants to actually read these things, but we get so little information about it. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're thick. I mean, do oh, yeah. you, do they, are they expecting the, this team to go through, the entire Sokovia Accords in three days to see if they want to agree with it or not, or they're just hoping they don't, they don't want to read it at all. And they just agree. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I mean, I feel like maybe they could have brought a lawyer or like someone who's an expert on this. Cause apparently, I mean, these things have been around for some amount of time. The UN 117 countries have already said, yeah, they're, they're good with it. They'll sign them. So mm-hmm. like that, they, they have to have, someone who is like a subject matter expert on this they can just you know talk to the avengers and and convince them like i feel like sending just ross and stark to tell them about this wasn't the best especially because the especially the way ross talks about them because he's like yeah hey remember all the other movies that you guys have been in that is horrible for the world look at this the avengers alien fighting aliens uh that's all your fault um hydra blowing things up completely your fault uh, where's Thor, the alien? Oh, he he's gone. You can't find him. Completely your fault. Not a fan of his uh, argument. And style. and where's the Hulk? You know that guy you first made. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross is responsible for the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least partially. Yeah, yeah, and he <laughs> brings him up, and he's never been able to find him. Apparently, Shield at least no. kept track of him. Of uh, yeah. Hulk. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. protected Hulk from being found. At least that's what they said in the Avengers. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Black Widow mentions that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I do have that note that um only uh only uh two of the three things they talk about were their fault. If it wasn't for them, the world would be would be ruled by Loki right now. Yeah, and they exactly. did save the world all three times. <laughs> yeah, they're three and zero. Oh. I I mean at this point, kind of trusting them. Uh, yeah. I personally, if I lived in their world, I would be a little uneasy considering that they made Ultron and that was pretty bad. Uh, that one is on them. But yes, uh, 100%, other than that, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, actually, I mean, just kind of going back a little bit, I wonder if that's part of Stark's reasoning. Like, because the last time we saw him was Age of Ultron oh, yeah. and that and was his fault. He is full of guilt. He is oh, full yeah. of guilt. Mm-hmm. And this is him trying to make it right. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so I guess before we really move on, um, so we're, we're kind of here um, when, when the movie like first came out, uh, there was this like ad campaign, like, and I forget what it was exactly. Like, are you uh, siding with Cap or are you siding with uh, Iron Man? Um, mm-hmm. Like given now that we actually know what's going on, the Sokovia Accords and all that stuff. And even now that the movie's been out for a while, Tony, who do you side with? I side with Cap. I don't know where I side. And this is kind of why I complain about, like, I want to know more about the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Because for the most part, I do side with Cap. But at the same time, the argument about having basically a check and balance on this, you know, like a some sort of council of the world telling this organization, you know, the Avengers, that, uh, hey, yeah, you can go uh, do this. Basically, someone else to take the blame when the Avengers mess up um, is kind of how I view yeah. it. Like, that could be not so bad. Then again, well, that could be Hydra, so I, you don't want that. Yeah, it, it depends if I'm thinking of it from an our world as a viewer perspective or a in-world perspective. If I were in the MCU, if I were just a regular guy, I would support the Sokovia Accords. But since I know the characters so well from watching, at this point, 13 movies, probably less, but but 13 movies essentially in the MCU... I know if they can make sure Tony's kept in check, the Avengers make good decisions. <laughs> and they are the... <laughs> that is true, yeah. It's literally, it's literally Tony Stark and Bruce Banner because he can't say no to Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> and they're good on the Banner part, so nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they don't. They don't know where he is. They have no idea he's in space. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> I think right. he's on T- Tahiti because it's a magical place. <laughs> ah, such a magical place. One of these days I'll visit Tahiti. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot harder to do that now that I moved, you know, 3,000 miles in the opposite direction from it. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's just as difficult as it was. I think you were oh, just okay. as likely to go there whether you're in California or Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, I think we've complained about the Sokovia Accords enough. Uh, do you have anything mm-hmm. else you wanted to bring up here, or no? Nope. Okay. We've got five minutes left, Al. No, we're definitely going along. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely going to be a two-parter, part one. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the next scene, this is a short one, at least, um, and it's basically a continuation of the, the one we just talked about. The Avengers argue about signing the Sokovia Accords. Half of them say yes, the other half say no. The scene ends when Cap gets a text from a mysterious stranger telling him that Peggy Carter has died. Um, actually, I had this with the other notes. Um, 
I only have one note. Well, I have two notes for this section. One for the debate and one for the text. Uh-huh. But I think Steve has a wider view of history, obviously, since he's lived through the for World War II and what, the Age of Heroes, I guess we would call this. Uh-huh. Um, and winner, uh, with Hydra, he's right. People's agendas change. Government's agendas change. You don't know where you're going to be sent. It's because we know this team so well. It's better that they have the freedom to go where they need to go. That's true. Um, I I definitely agree with that that concept. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, again, we don't know exactly what the Sokovia Accords say. Like, we don't know how what their their limit is um, in terms of that power. Uh, but um, I mean, he's he's taken kind of the uh, pessimistic point of view, which is you know a bit more conservative, right? He's trying to make sure, like, well, in the past, this is what's happened. History's going to repeat itself, so we should probably assume the worst. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Cap will be stuck fighting Hydra again, like he did before he was in the ice, and then after he was in the ice. God damn it, why doesn't Hydra just die? <laughs> <laughs> Too Don't worry, heads. I think what we learned in Age of so Shields, Hydra's gone forever. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't believe it. Um, yeah. Also, the text message. Yes. Do you think he got that from older Steve? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do now. <laughs> so, um, so I okay. I, I actually had a whole note about this too, and like a handful of questions about that text message. Um, so it is a country code 44, so that's the UK. Okay. Um, the area code was made up, so not one that actually exists out there. Um, I looked into that to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just a phone number. It's not a name. So who sends this text? And um, who texts that information? Like, did, did Steve have, like, a spy watching out for her? Like how did how did Steve have this random no, person? This is watching? it's old Steve. He knows the phone number because he had that phone, and he's just like, you know, who should know me? And so he texts him. I, I mean, the more you say this, the more it just makes perfect sense. Honestly, yep. like, I, I, I've got nothing else. I mean, head cannon approved, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One timeline. That's my belief with the end of end game. <laughs> Alright. We're gonna argue in seven years, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. You ready to move on? Always. Okay. <laughs> that probably sounds bad. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> in Cleveland, an old man is eating in the dark when someone crashes into his parked car. The outside guy gets inside the house, ties up the inside guy, and introduces himself as Zemo. He wants info on a mission report, but the old man dies trying to protect Hydra's secrets. Does he die? I don't know if that's a way you can drown. <laughs> I think he just shakes violently. <laughs> he doesn't like water going up his nose. He had problems with it. You know, I was thinking about it. Like, I didn't think about it very hard in this scene. It was like an hour later. But I feel like if he could have done a sit-up, he would have been fine. Like <laughs> maybe true. eventually he would have died of blood going to his head if he couldn't get out mm-hmm. of the uh, whatever was keeping him tied up. But uh, he he could have gotten out of that and like yeah. 
breathed, I guess. I, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, just like this. move your head, move your head down, like towards your chest, and then your nose is out of the water. <laughs> Breathe, yell for help. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so, um, we're in Cleveland, which is the hometown of the Russo brothers. So that's why it's there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and we get a uh, Zemo, who original, uh, originally appeared in Avengers number four in 1963, which is also the first appearance of Cap in uh, an Avengers comic, him oh, defrosting cool. and stuff. And then the other guy, Karpov, uh, he was in uh, premiered in Avengers number five back in two thousand five, and he did the same thing. He was a guy who found and kept Winter Soldier in suspended animation, and also he is the adopted father of Red Guardian, soon to be seen in Black Widow, or yes, still soon to be seen. I had to think when this episode dropped. Still <laughs> soon to be seen in Black Widow. Uh, a little over a month away. Yes. Um, the actor, Gene Farber, I also got information on him, he is typecast as a Russian guy. In fact, he, he's in two other superhero movies, as a Russian thug in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Soviet Radio Man in X-Men First Class. <laughs> is the actor Russian? No, his name is Gene Farber. Uh -huh. So that doesn't sound like a Russian name to me. Okay, all right. I, 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 was, just I, was, Russian. I was waiting for you to say, like, he's not Russian at all. He's actually Middle <laughs> Eastern and just, yeah. this is how he looks. All right. He's he's definitely African-American. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did this guy work for um, Hydra up until Winter Soldier? Because he seems to be the one of the only people, or it's the only place we've seen these code words that they must have used before, like in the first movie, second movie. Uh huh. Um, that's a good point. Um, I guess, I guess so. He he must have traveled. Whenever the Winter Soldier traveled, he probably had to travel with him, and so I guess once the Winter Soldier movie happened. Um, everything fell apart, and that's why he's stuck in the U.S. Uh, and so he just stayed in Ohio, or moved to Ohio, I guess. Yeah, I mean, training. honestly, who does? Who wants to go back to Russia, though? That's true. Um, Especially Siberia. I'm not. I mean, he's probably just stationed there. He's probably not from there. Yeah, but either way, I'm sure he spent a ton of time there. So I guess my question is: you, you like you. You probably spent a ton of time in Siberia. I'm sure he wants to get away from all the snow. Maybe? <laughs> or maybe he finds yeah. comfort in the snow. Because, like, why did he go to Ohio? Yeah, I'm under that's the true. That's a lot there. It does, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. Maybe he finds comfort in the snow. It's probably not as bad as it is in Russia. Or at least in I... parts of Russia. Oh, yeah. That that part, I'm sure. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he you know, just wants that reminder every so often. He's like, ah, yes, that's right. Nature can kill me. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with Zemo, we'll get into this in the final part, but a lot of people complain that his plan makes no sense. But I'm going to argue that it does in the final part. So we got to oh, remember. I... So you... Oh, 
What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I agree with you. I do think his plan does make sense. Okay. Um, it took me a little of... while to get around to it. I think when we first saw the movie, I told you I didn't like it. But I think yeah. it was a little more of not liking the overall scheme. But okay. Mm-hmm. We can talk more well, about it at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I do really want to bring up about this scene is that Zemo says that a lot of the information that Black Widow released during the events of Winter Soldier was encrypted. So he was able to decrypt it with you know, mm-hmm. knowledge that he had from a previous job. Um, yep. I mean, eventually all that information is going to get decrypted. I, I just, oh, yeah. it, it was weird because I was just under the impression that literally everything was released. But I guess we should keep that in mind for, I guess, future stuff. If yeah, it ever I'm sure it's going. It's going to be a big plot point in Black Widow, the movie. Oh yeah, hmm. we'll find out in a month and a half. We will. Yeah, <laughs> or six, you know, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, uh. Hey, we we've got Star Wars episode nine in four days. That's what I'm focusing on. Oh yeah, or three days, three days. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. uh, you ready to move on to the next scene? Yep. All right. Uh, so probably also be a very short one. At Carter's funeral in London, oh God, Sharon, Sharon Carter tells the world she's related to a legend. She also uses her speech to tell Cap not to compromise when he really thinks he shouldn't. For example, 30 minutes from now. At least that's what I got out of the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in surprise to no one who's ever read a Captain America comic book, Sharon Carter is Peggy Carter's niece or great niece. Or, yep, yep. It's going to be awkward when Cap is in the past and sees his niece that he made out with. Yeah. <laughs> so, question, Tony. Yes. Um, how are Peggy and Sharon related? In the sense that we know from the Agent Carter TV show. That her she only had one brother who died in the mm-hmm. war, so is so does this mean that Sharon is the niece of the man that uh, Agent Carter marries, or is this somewhat related to what I said at the end of Agent Carter, where for some reason I was assuming that Carter's brother lived and. Uh, maybe that is actually they're related by blood, and that is actually Agent Carter's brother's daughter. I don't think niece? granddaughter no, probably granddaughter, at this yeah. age she's probably yeah. granddaughter. But um, there's nothing to say that Michael. No, what's it? What's his name? Yeah, I it's think it was Michael. Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Michael M. 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 Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Michael didn't have a kid already before the war. I mean, wife was pregnant when he got killed. Uh, I guess that's true. We never find out anything about his relationship stuff. Okay. Yeah. And the fact is that Sharon's last name is Carter. So she had to have a male ancestor with the name Carter. True. Unless she didn't change her name, but that's very unlikely for that day and age. Yeah, that's true. Or uh, Sharon Carter changed her name to Carter from whatever it was before. Maybe it was something stupid. She was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Carter. I mean... You know, yeah. I can either be uh, Sharon Camarina or I can hey. be Sharon Carter. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> if you could be a, a Tony Carter. No. Assuming I you were like related Camarina. to a legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. If I was related to Peggy Carter, maybe. 
But yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> this is why I make fun of my wife every time um, I'm reminded that she changed her last name to Rodriguez. I mean, her last mm-hmm. name before wasn't anything special, but you know, it wasn't Rodriguez, so I just still laugh at her for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My name is at least unique. <laughs> that Rodriguez. is true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we see Cap being one of the pallbearers in the scene. Mm-hmm. We with, don't see with Cap old also. Cap on the other side. You see yep. old man on the other side. Hundred percent sure that's other Cap. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. I, I think that's all I have for the scene. I don't know if you had anything else. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the quote. Uh, which I copied verbatim is even if everyone is telling you something is wrong, something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move, which is a quote from Spider-Man 537, which was in civil war. Oh, um, yeah, that's, it's actually a very famous panel of cap telling that to Spider-Man. Uh, I love that. It's essentially the last piece of advice that Peggy gives him. Um, not always the best piece of advice, but it really motivates him in this movie. <laughs> that That's true. Yeah. 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 There, there's a lot, you know, watching this movie again, specifically to, you know, take down notes and all that. Like I'm noticing a lot more stuff that just really leads each individual character to their, yeah, what they're doing throughout the rest it's, of the movie. It's basically. a very, very well-written movie. Yes. Nothing. Everything is based in character. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Unlike unlike uh, an unmentioned movie where two heroes fight each other, it's not just because one is blackmailed and one doesn't want to listen to the other. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that one a little bit later. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I don't have anything else for the scene. Anything else you want to bring up? Nope. All right. That was the shortest section we talked about. Moving on. Yeah. At the UN building in Vienna on voting day to ratify the Sokovia Accords, Natasha, T'Challa, and King T'Chaka try to figure out how to move a piano. While in mid-speech, a bomb goes off, destroying part of the building and killing King T'Chaka. Oh, poor T'Chaka. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, we're just talking about amazing writing. This is some of the best writing in the movie. Because we seriously care for T'Challa and T'Chaka, after literally two minutes and then T'Chaka dying, you feel the emotion and you actually care. It's sad that he died. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like any any other, or so many other movies, like, it would just kind of, you, you'd write them off, right? Like, maybe King T'Chaka. T'Challa, maybe not so much, or maybe it's even just the beginning, because, like, he's a lot more in this movie. Um, but... Yeah, like I forgot like how much I liked him already <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Um There's yeah. something to be said about charisma and Chadwick Boseman, you like him instantly. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um again, uh Chadwick Boseman plays uh T'Challa, aka a character we'll find out later, who originally mm-hmm. premiered in Fantastic Four number fifty two, one day one issue before his dad. In July of 1966. Oh. Yeah. And uh, which which issue did uh, T'Chaka show up in first? 53. 
Oh. The next issue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to talk a little bit about Tachaka's speech that he's he's giving. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down some notes of what he said. I didn't do a lot of thinking through it exactly because I feel like that would have hurt my head. Um, okay. But he he says that the vibe that the bomb that went off that like killed everyone in Lagos was a vibranium bomb. No, he does not. No. Oh, I thought he no. said vibranium was stolen something else. Vibranium was stolen by Claw to make the Sokovia stuff in Age of Ultron, and that's why they were outreaching. Oh, okay. All right, then yeah. I I completely missed that. All right, I just thought he said. That the uh, vibranium was stolen to make a bomb. All right, that, that's no, the part to make to make weapons of war. They uh, decided to outreach, and then they're out. This is one of their first outreaches. Blew up because of Wanda and them. Ah, uh, okay, man. My reading or my listening comprehension skills are not that good. I really got to work on that. Okay, and that makes that's a lot right. more sense. So that that actually does make me um, a little happier. Um, but the thing I did want to bring up was that. It's very clear in the speech that he's talking about vibranium, you know, that they have there in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So that means vibranium is a known thing, right? Yes. The fact that they have some amount. I mean, they're keeping. What was that? Had. Uh, In Black Panther, they Mm -hmm. claim that all their vibranium was stolen for Ultron. Uh, Okay. All right. That works for me. All right. Yeah, which is an obvious lie. Oh, they have a okay. mountain of vibranium. <laughs> a literal, not figurative, a literal mountain of vibranium. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, in that case, I'm, I'm good with that. But I, I really just wanted to clarify the, the vibranium story that they've got going on there. So, mm-hmm. Okay. And so the boom. bomb. Yeah. So yeah. The bomb goes off. Um, I have no idea where this bomb was when it went off. So we see T'Challa looking outside because he has his mm-hmm. um, panther sense and he's able to sense that there's a bomb somewhere outside. So he walks up yeah. against the window. and Or I guess because the, the panther sense is hearing dogs bark because he hears the dogs uh, barking. At the, uh, at <laughs> so the he bat. can hear. He can hear really far away, which is fair. Yes. That's oh, panthery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but the bomb goes off and it's like strong enough to like kill someone, you know, at, at the edge of, you know, the, the building um, from where it was. So I, I can't imagine that bomb was at that van that we were looking at, or was it somewhere closer? Like that's something I couldn't quite figure out. I think it was in the van. I think the dog sniffed a bomb and it blew up right then. Okay. The, but that van it has to have been really far from the, the UN building, right? Cause there's, like when we see the outside of the oh, building, yeah. like we see the building and we see like some grass and trees like near it, and, like a walkway. And then we see the street and I feel like the van was in yeah. the street. Like, it yeah, was this is it was a ridiculously large bomb. OK. Yeah. It's like it's like a fireball in D&D. It just engulfs everything. <laughs> OK. All right. Yeah. So super huge a ton of other casualties probably like i guess oh, yeah. i don't think we ever get the number but we, we only see one that we care about mm-hmm. i mean obviously i think that dog the dog survived because you can't kill a dog unless it's john wicks and then they shouldn't have killed that dog because they paid for it <laughs> but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the dog survived. He just flew in the air probably like dozens of yards away and landed on his feet because <laughs> you can't kill a dog. But every, yeah. the dog's owner died, unfortunate. Uh, the handler up yeah. there? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, I mean, just kind of given what we know, like the, the bomb, I like, this is one of the things where I'm still a little iffy on, on something. I mean, yes, I know plot armor, but you know, T'Chaka dies T'Challa. I mean, was also pretty close, but you know, he's super soldier type of stuff. So he's mm-hmm. you know, mostly fine. But like how many of the other people in that room died? We know Black Widow was in that room, but yeah. She, I guess, was towards the back, so she's fine. But I'm curious, like, how many other people? So I, I'm, I'm sure been. there was a there were quite a few casualties, like world leaders. Okay. Gone. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Works for me. Uh, I've got nothing else for this scene. Um, no. There's an aftermath thing. If you want to move to that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Cap and Sharon Carter talk on the way to her hotel room when they find out about the bombing at the UN. The news is reporting the Winter Soldier did it. Yeah. I don't have many notes for this. Actually, I have no notes for this. I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a small thing. Um, I just really wanted to, to at least bring it up. Um yeah, you know, we get a few pieces of info in there that uh, Sharon Carter works for the CIA now since S.H.I.E.L.D. fell, so she's there. Um, mm-hmm. They do mention that she uh, works in Berlin or she's stationed in Berlin, which makes sense why she's around later in the movie because part of that takes place in Berlin. Um, and then we do get the the part about uh, the news saying, you know, blaming Bucky basically for it. So, Yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly all right well in that case ready to move on yes all right yes sir. cool well um you know we're, we're part way through this so let's uh take a quick break uh to read a, an ad from our sponsor and mm-hmm. uh, then we'll we'll go ahead and jump right back into it so uh tony uh unfortunately i i think i know the answer to this already uh but our sponsors are making me ask this question uh, when was the last time that you were at a funeral or some sort of funeral-related service? Um, just a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago. Okay. Yeah. Now, I was not there, but I am going no. to make an assumption. People were not in their best mindset at the time. Is that correct? Correct. All right. Now, that's that's very sad, and no one wants a loved one to pass. That's why they're loved ones. If they wanted them to pass, they wouldn't be loved. Uh, but it's but the fine people at Eddie's time traveling funeral services will help you grieve again the right way. For a nominal fee, they send you back in time to the day of your loved one's funeral. This gives you the chance to get that one last goodbye, be it open casket, spreading ashes, or a burning boat. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get a ten percent discount on your time travel disguise. Uh, remember, the old you will be there too, so you can't just be your normal self. I recommend the disguise that makes you look super old. People will think you're a spouse hidden from the rest of the world. <laughs> Eddie's time-traveling funeral services. They don't put the fun in funeral, but they help you do it. They need to work on that um, <laughs> that motto. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like they spent five minutes on it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like maybe they thought of the first thing that came to their head, wrote it down, and closed the laptop. Yep, yeah, probably. Ah. <laughs> uh. 
All right, let's uh, move on to the next scene. Natasha tries to console T'Challa outside the UN. He has this look in his eyes, like he's about to do some kind of vigilante justice and intervene on international matters without oversight. Cap tells <laughs> Natasha to see if she's okay, or Cap calls Natasha to see if she's okay. She tells him to stay <laughs> Natasha, out of it. Natasha, find out if you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him to stay out of it, uh, and Cap says that that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this in T'Challa's like little speech about how in his culture they believe death is not the end, or his uh -huh. father believes death is not the end, but he's not his father. Um, in reference to what happens in Black Panther when he actually goes into the afterlife twice. <laughs> yeah, so I guess after that he definitely will be believing that. Yeah, um, I mean, unlike unlike Indiana Jones, who sees literally the power of God twice and still doesn't believe, <laughs> uh, um, T'Challa believes his own eyes. Well, I Tony, I was under the impression that in Indiana Jones it was all aliens. No, that was just the 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 fan fiction that doesn't count. Ah, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm mixing that up with something. Okay, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so from what we know from Black Panther, the movie, um, not the comic book, the movie specifically, uh, <laughs> when he becomes the Panther, like when they they give him the when he becomes the, king, I think. Well, no, it's it's when oh, they no. give him the power. Um, like he yes. goes through that transformation that's when he goes into the afterlife so he's already done it considering he's the black panther now that is true um then he is like indiana jones <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he already knows it. he already knows <laughs> exactly he chooses to ignore it yeah <laughs> or maybe like his dad wasn't dead at the time he didn't know any of these other guys maybe he's like <laughs> No, um, uh, subconscious, you're making this up. <laughs> yeah, that's not really my grandpa. I never yeah. met the guy. Exactly. We don't have photographic evidence. They're just making nope. stuff up. Yeah. Nope. He's, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, th this makes sense. See, you're a direct line. He's just like, you know, Indiana Jones, not believing in that stuff after seeing it. He's not like Han Solo, who doesn't believe in Jedi in the Force, considering he grew up in a time where Jedi were all over. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jedi thing. It's a little different. I mean, there are 10,000 Jedi, and think of how big space is. Yeah, that's true. But, but at the same time, they had like a whole like temple in Coruscant. <laughs> and true. led... They were generals in the Great War against the uh, Separatists. Yeah, but Al, that was like twenty years ago. The test, the things of legend. <laughs> I uh, mean, um, like the, the, that 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 Clinton guy. Who who know who knows who he was? What he did? No one's heard of him. That was twenty whole years ago. <laughs> oh wow, that was okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't think it was twenty years ago, and I was like, oh yeah, twenty years ago was, uh. Well, to the year 2000, but like over 20 years. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> so I like how, like, basically throughout the entirety of this movie, like from here on out, um, mm -hmm. T'Challa is just pure, like, 
this is his revenge story. His, his, his introductory movie is just revenge. Um, if he was yeah. a guy who liked guns, this would just be a John Wick movie. But he <laughs> likes true. the... Uh, and he could do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I see that we always have to bring up Star Wars, but are we also mm-hmm. always bringing up John Wick movies now? Is that just a thing? It's just twice today. It's usually <laughs> Star Wars and Batman that we bring up. <laughs> and we've done both but, of those okay yeah yeah we're just talking for a long time in one episode so yep all right uh i'm good to to move on if you are yeah uh, yeah we're moving on to the last section of this part or do um, you split up second oh, we'll to last section um okay. this is like a one-liner i just wanted to bring it up because they bring right. it up in the movie in a hotel room zemo is reading the winter soldier awakening words from the book then get some room service room service Mm-hmm. yeah uh i i wasn't sure if i should even bring that up but you know the uh, russo brothers decided to bring it up in the movie so hey i feel like we should honor that by okay. reading a sentence about it all right and done all okay right. <laughs> all right now we'll move on so this last section is the basically the rest of the stuff with uh everything with bucky basically until mm-hmm. the end of the uh freeway chase so <clears throat> Bucky is buying some fruit from a market in Bucharest, Romania, where he finds out he's being blamed for the bombing in Vienna. He goes home to find none other than Captain America in his living room. The police arrive and arrest Bucky, or sorry, the police arrive to arrest Bucky, but that goes (laughs) off the rails in the first second. After a cool fight scene in a stairway, Cap and Bucky make it to the next building over when a mysterious man in some sort of black panther-looking suit arrives to take down Bucky. Cap Bucky and the guy in this Black Panther-looking suit go into a freeway <laughs> to try and get away from the police. They end up all being captured by the police and Rhodey, even Captain America and the Black Panther, because they are vigilantes intervening in international matters without oversight. <sighs> so, uh, starting this off with three superhero landings. <laughs> uh, 47, 48, and 49. 47-48 is Bucky, followed by T'Challa right behind them, coming down from the side of a building. They both do superhero land. And then 49 is War Machine's arrival at the very end of this section. Just. Oh, yeah. He does. (laughs) Can he land without doing a superhero landing? I'm just wondering if that's, like, even an option. Yes, because they arrive in... uh, When he and Tony arrive at the uh, airport later. Oh, yeah, It's not a superhero landing. Yeah, they just float gently down. Yep. Okay. Not all Merrily awkward. Like when, when Falcon doesn't do a superhero landing, he lands really awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, he kinda like he kinda like <laughs> lands and then he, he runs, walks a little. Like he's gotta slow himself down. It's like when mm-hmm. you're you're on one of those like um uh, uh I forgot what they're called, like the people mover things. You know, the the moving oh, a treadmill thing. No, it, when you're at like an airport or something and you're just oh, like... Oh, the moving the sidewalk. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like when you get off one of those. Like that's what Falcon's like when he when he lands. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, He's got to slow his body down because it's going much faster than it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. mm-hmm. So yeah, so is 11 and a half hours away from Vienna. Yep, I was going to bring that up next week. But yep. <laughs> oh. Or sorry, no, oh, not Vienna. Um, I was going to bring that up about, because the next scene after this is in Berlin. And that's a 21-hour drive. But anyway, oh. yes. Yeah, this is very far. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking about Berlin, the German special forces are attacking when they're in Romania. 
Yeah, I didn't put that together until I was reading the intro right here. (laughs) But you're right. Um, I have no idea what their military is like, or maybe they're they're close allies or something. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe that actually works. I'm a little curious now, but it doesn't feel like it would. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as the fight scene goes, holy crap, this mm-hmm. is an awesome scene. God, I love watching oh, yeah. this every time. So, um, Tony, before we started recording, I think I mentioned to you that there was something I wanted to bring up, but I like completely forgot what it was. I remember uh-huh. it now. Um, now I don't think that in the past, um, you know, two and a half years that we've been recording that I have complained about anything once uh, on the show. No, never. Um, never. Um, so I have to finally complain about something. Oh, God. Um, God, it's so hard to watch some of these things and have to take notes when I really just want to sit down and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I completely agree. <laughs> God, it's, I don't think I felt it so much until this, uh, this movie. <laughs> um. But God, I mean, the, this fight scene, uh, especially like there were times I just had to pause it and rewind. Oh God, so much! Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, such a cool scene. Yeah. This, this is I love this scene. Like I've told, I've t- mentioned it before, but one of my favorite subgenres of fighting is when someone's trying to be violent and the other one's trying to be nicer. So they've got to be like, "Come on, man!" Which is <laughs> very Bucky and Cap right here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's it's interesting because I mean, from what we can tell, Bucky is for the most part also holding back. Like he's just trying to survive. Oh, yeah. He did say he's not going to kill anyone. There was that one accidental time where he threw someone down who would have fallen fifty feet or something to his death. But other than <laughs> that, um, yeah. I guess for the most part, he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that gets me, and it gets me kind of like with Wonder Woman. Uh, too is Bucky blocking bullets with his metal arm. It's like, yeah, is that Bucky's skill, or like an amazing feat of luck that the bullets would just hit that small area? It's kind of like Wonder Woman's bulletproof bracelets. It's like... I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you completely. I'll give it to Wonder Woman because at least in the movie when they do that, they show she moves super fast. So I'll believe that oh, she's yeah. just mainly doing it for effect. And kind of also to block the bullets from going past her, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But at least this in Bucky, yeah, there, there's no way. Like, that that must be some sort of lucky plot armor that he just ended up yeah. with. Well, it's uh, Cap, it happens a few times and Cap puts the shield in front of him. So at least Cap realizes, oh crap, it's not going to work for very long. <laughs> there's there's only so much luck he, he gets today. And he can't use it all on blocking <laughs> bullets with his arm. Yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> um so just watching this scene also like of the the fighting um you know we we get some more fight scenes too with the winter Soldier with you know bucky later on in this movie but every time we see him in this character fight like it, it reminds me that you know yes he if he wasn't you know mind controlled and all that stuff he would basically be an avenger same level of mm-hmm. black widow same level of um, Almost Captain America. Yeah, hell, yeah, exactly. I mean, he has a power. He could basically do all of that stuff. I mean, hell, he kept up with Captain America in World War II before yeah. you know, he was lost and all that. So, 
Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, again, a step above. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we get an amazing Black Panther introduction. Oh, yeah. Of him literally, like, falling from the sky onto <laughs> to a Bucky. <laughs> um, out of his invisible jet? I, we don't actually see anything, but is maybe that's what happened? Um, maybe. Or he's like a cat. He can literally jump like eight feet up in the air. So he jumped like almost straight up. We didn't see it. And he landed on the Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) That would work too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Have you ever seen, there's, uh, do you know who Leslie Jones is? Uh, that name sounds familiar. Is she the comedian actress? She was on SNL. Yes, she was. Yeah, and she was in the new Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know who she is. Uh, did, have you ever seen the clip she posted on YouTube or not YouTube on Twitter of her watching? Like she live like recorded herself her reactions the first time she watched Civil War. I know. I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> it's um when. At the end, when uh, t- uh, T'Challa takes off the mask, she's like, oh my god, it's a black guy! Oh my god, this is amazing! Just, like, freaking out. <laughs> First black superhero in the movie. Yeah. And she's like, she had no idea who Black Panther was. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I just love that reaction. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a you know the knowing the comics and all that like we knew exactly what to expect um they also mm-hmm. kind of hint at it a little bit when oh, yeah. you, you see this guy who says that now he's uh you know now he's the he's um, king yeah so now he's got to uh uh protect to, uh, and now i can't remember what he was what he was saying to uh black widow earlier in the scene we kind of yeah. skipped over a little yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, after the scene, after all the fighting and everything, and there's a lot of chaos. So you've got mm-hmm. Cap sort of trying to chase down Bucky. Uh, and then you've also got Black Panther trying to chase down Bucky. And then you also have the German special forces trying to chase down all of them. Plus mm-hmm. the Falcon is there providing some aerial support. Yes. So there, there's and just of a course, lot of Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they're, they're all, there's just a lot of chaos there going on. Um, so then they go on, and uh, Bucky just jumps through a hole, lands in a freeway. Um, I don't know if he knew that was a freeway. Like, he just kind of <laughs> lands and looks around. He got lucky, because he landed in the middle of a um, of a lane. Like, it wasn't, like, even on a line yeah. or something. I mean, uh, but Bucky's been living there for a while. I think he knows where the freeway is. So, like, he's, he's probably mapped out plenty of different escape routes and alternate escape routes yeah that that makes sense but like that that's like a it feels like a stupid one to take like <laughs> like maybe there was a mistake or something i just okay. like the fact that he just jumped in there and, and like he, he didn't land in a sidewalk or he didn't try to swing to a safe area that's just the part that yeah. bothered me that's it yeah I don't know. I think maybe, I mean, this might be like the his like seventh choice of where to go, but he didn't expect a <laughs> cat man to be attacking him. <laughs> That's true. He may have expected a bunch of police. He may maybe have even, even Captain America. Yeah. And maybe the Falcon too. Maybe there, there's yeah. somehow he knew about that. Not sure, but maybe. 
Uh, maybe yeah. some I of mean, the other he's an Avenger. Avengers. So it's yeah. not it's, he's not an unknown person in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ant Man. Ant Man knew who he was. It's a Falcon. <laughs> Remember when he fought him? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I I have to pull out a gripe about this scene when yeah. everyone, mainly Bucky, uh, but everyone is running faster than the cars driving on the road. Now I know that they're driving slower because they're in kilometers yeah. per hour, but it's still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but again, Bucky's a super soldier. I. Is he? Oh, that's right. So your your yeah. headcanon is that he got super soldier type stuff, like yeah, Cap's he, blood he got, maybe? Or... Yeah, he got experimented on by um, Armin Zola during uh-huh. World War II. And then he has super strength and super speed. I mean, because a regular person could not make that jump that he did from building to building. That's true. Yeah, he would have broken something given that that yeah. height yeah all right yeah i i think i think we're we we have a situation where we've got three super soldiers we've got cap black panther's essentially a super soldier and uh the winter soldier or bucky okay yeah i mean i'll, I'll buy it mainly because i feel like we have to 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 assume yeah. that this all makes as much sense but yeah, yeah. okay especially right. with my 100 percent favorite winter soldier moment in this scene when he grabs that motorcycle and turns it around midair is <laughs> the best. I'm just like, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> just nerding out. That is, oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That followed soon by Steve in the SUV crashing it and running out and outrunning the crashing SUV. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you've oh. seen the movie Red, right? Yes, Bruce I have. Willis? Okay. So that, that very much reminds me of the scene where, and it's a slow motion scene too, what they show us, but you can imagine it just being really fast where he's, um, he like spins the car and he gets out of it and empties a clip shooting at someone. And then the mm-hmm. car is still spinning behind him and it like, he knows the timing really well. So that way as it's drifting or spinning behind him, it yep. still misses <laughs> him and he's moved far enough. And he's fine. Yeah. And it just reminds me of the I mean... same, same thing. No, yeah, it, it does. I mean, I just, I just love superhero movies so much to see stuff like that. <laughs> and even Red, Red's a comic. Oh yeah, so it counts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's people doing super stuff, right? And definitely not yeah. something a human can do, right? Like, True. especially given their age. Uh, I'm in my thirties, <laughs> or I'm thirty-one. Uh, I've started working out recently, and. Like, I think I hurt my neck the other day, just turning, like not actually from working out. I'm just like wanted to, to mention that I just turned and that's what happened. So here in, Sa- here in Sacramento, um, I do recess duty for the little kids. Mm-hmm. We blow the whistle and they're supposed to take a knee, but it's been raining. So I like, all right, you squat down. I did one single squat and pulled a muscle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not cool yeah we're yeah i'm al al we should stop talking about this because i'm sure all our listeners think of us as adonises so and superheroes in our own right so we shouldn't like squash that belief that's true i'm definitely not balding (laughs) no (laughs) i'm definitely not overweight 
I, definitely. <laughs> hey, you you've said that you've actually lost a lot of weight, so that's that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm closing on seventy pounds right now. Oh, that is awesome. All right. Yeah. Still very overweight. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Um. So I think now that we've talked about our selves <laughs> as far as super things, um. I think we're good with this scene, or I guess, uh, unless you wanted to mention anything else, um, we didn't mention there's, at the end, everyone surrenders and gets arrested. Um, yeah, what else there's one little thing. Is my understanding, this might not be true for international law, but uh-huh. for regular law, you <laughs> they sign a law and then put a future date where this law goes into effect. Not uh-huh. literally the same day <laughs> that they signed the law. So... so uh, my assumption is that this is not related to the Sokovia Accords. I assume that they have postponed the voting until later. My assumption is this is just arresting vigilantism. Um, I mean, they're after Bucky for mm-hmm. doing stuff. Um, Cap is yeah, there stopping not... police forces or paramilitary forces. I'm not sure on that. Well, then why didn't they arrest Wanda after Lagos if they can just arrest him? Yeah, uh, the Avengers just go in some weird gray area. I have no idea what's going on there. Or I think, maybe they just got uh, the hell out of there and left that country. I don't think I could not believe Cap just like oh sh- <laughs> run. <laughs> I need to bleep that out. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm imagining that now. <laughs> it's the cops. Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Scatter! <laughs> all right. They can't catch us all. <laughs> You're on your own, Wanda. Wanda killed 43 cops that day trying to escape. Oh, God. What is this, Grand Theft Auto? Uh, <laughs> no, right? Uh, Never go to Lagos again. <laughs> that's true. Uh, everybody gets no, one. Hun- Lagos just gets that one. <laughs> I mean, um... <laughs> Uh, this is 100% about the Sokovia Accords. I mean, yeah, we can argue that it's not as for something else, but we're supposed to meet, we're supposed to believe it's because of the Sokovia Accords that they're right. getting arrested. Yeah, okay. I mean, that. I, I guess that makes sense. That bothers me. I would have been fine with it just being international incident stuff. Um, I mean, Cap was there, like, destroying cars. I have no idea how much damage he did. Um, he he doesn't really have even like a good reason. At least in Lagos, when they're doing Avengers stuff, they're kind of like, yeah, we're stopping international terrorists from stealing biological weapons. Like, there's a good reason there. Um, yeah. Here, they're like, yeah, it's Bucky. I just I just don't want you guys to arrest my friend. Eh. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they actually had a really good reason for arresting him, even without these Sokovia Accords. But if we are supposed mm-hmm. to assume that, then I guess I'll take it. I don't like it, but all right. Um. About almost an hour, 45 minutes in. You ready to wrap this up? <laughs> I think I'm good. Uh, yeah, let's, right. let's wrap it up. Uh, join us next time when we cover the second part of Captain America Civil War. Probably around the same amount of time. Um, remember to give us a five-star review on whatever uh, app you're listening to this on. And follow us on, on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And tell us, whose team are you on? Team Cap or Team Iron Man? As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Captain America Civil War Part 1. Have a marvelous day. Come call my phone. I don't want to text you anymore. I just want to stop this civil war. Baby, please, please. Call my phone. 
I don't wanna text you anymore I just wanna stop this civil war Baby, please, please. Yeah. He don't wanna call it quits She don't wanna call it quits Even though they both been screaming both